Welcome to the Marriage by the Book podcast. Whether you have a great marriage or one that needs improvement, this is the show for you. Since 1994, we've used biblical principles to help hundreds of couples, just like you, find relationship success. As you listen, you'll get practical tips, knowledge, and motivation that will help bring greater intimacy and happiness to your marriage so that you can enjoy the relationship you've dreamed of. And now, this is Marriage by the Book. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of our podcast. I'm Rick Porterfield with Marriage by the Book. And the goal of this podcast is to equip you to have a happy and successful marriage relationship. And we're going to use practical biblical keys to relationship success to do that. Okay, in each episode, we're going to cover different topics that are going to equip you a a little bit more and a little bit more to have a great marriage. I heard someone say once, you know, how do you eat an elephant? Um, and I wasn't sure. So I said, uh, well, how? And they said, well, you know, one bite at a time. And the point is, you know, that an elephant is a really big animal. And the way you go about eating one is just, you know, one bite at a time. And marriage is kind of like that. It's, it's a big subject, really. Um, there are lots of different questions people have, lots of different situations, lots of different circumstances. And there are keys in the Bible. That'll help you deal with all of those things, but it's going to take time to cover all that. So I just want to encourage you to uh, subscribe to the podcast, come back and listen uh, to future episodes as we as we help you to you know take that one bite at a time and eat the elephant, so to speak. You know, my wife Rebecca and I we've been married for about thirty years now, but at the beginning we had a really bad marriage. In fact, about two years into our marriage, a little over two years. We had actually decided to get a divorce, and uh, we went to a secular uh, Ph.D. psychologist for marriage counseling. This this person was highly recommended, the very best in the area where we lived at the time, and that person told us that we were the only hopeless couple she had ever seen and that we needed to get a divorce. You know, that's pretty much, it's over when you hear something like that. So, you know, so we were in the process of getting a divorce, and um just in that little bit of interim time when we kind of came to the end of ourselves, God got a hold of us. And you'll hear more about this in future podcasts. There's information on our website and things that, that give you more information, more details about this. But God got a hold of us and began revealing to us from the Bible how to put our marriage back together. It worked for us then. It still works for us today. It'll work for you too. Um, so really a, a lot of what we're going to be talking about, really everything is from personal experience and what the Bible says and, and how to apply that to your life and make it work for you. And in this first episode, I want to talk about five reasons your marriage can be better than it is now. You could say, I want to talk about five reasons that there's hope for your marriage. You know, wherever your marriage is right now, whether it's really good, or maybe you're kind of like we were, and maybe it's not so good, but no matter where it is now, there's hope. Your marriage can be better. You can have the relationship you've dreamed of, the one that you want. You can do that, and the Bible holds the answers for that. And hope is so important. You know, Bible hope is confident expectation of good things happening. And we need that. We need that in marriage. We need to expect that, you know, it can, it, it may be great today, but it can be better. It's not going to be stale and stagnant. It's not going to, uh, you know, decrease. It's going to increase. Or even if our marriage isn't so good, we can have hope that it's going to be better. Now, I want to tell you about a, 
a research study I heard about, and I'm not a fan of animal experiments, but there was this research study done way back in the 1950s that had some amazing results. And what the researchers did is they, they captured some rats from the forest, okay? And they used buckets and water. And again, I want to say I'm not a real fan of uh, you know, research projects that bring harm to animals and things like that. That's not the point of this, but the results, are again, are amazing. So anyway, what, what they did was capture the rats, place them in a bucket of water that they couldn't get out of, and then, then just see how long they could swim before drowning, okay? And the average they found was 15 minutes. At about that 15-minute mark, the rats would just seem to give up. Okay, Um, the researchers then decided to tweak the experiment. They did the same thing, but at the point where the rats were about to give up, they would pull them out of the water and they'd give them a little bit of rest and then they'd put them back in. Eek, right? (laughs) So anyway, what do you think happened? They now swam, you know, before they were swimming about 15 minutes, they now swam an average of 60 hours before drowning. That's 240 times longer. You know, by being removed from the water, the rats learned that the situation wasn't actually hopeless. And and that caused them to not give up. You know, that's amazing. That's the power of hope. And that's what I want to give you today is hope. Hope that your marriage, whether it's great or not so great, that it can be better than it is now. So, you know, maybe you're swimming. And again, today I want to give you five reasons your marriage can be better. And I want to take you out of the water, give you some rest, and give you reason to think that your marriage can be better. You can have the marriage you've dreamed of, and I want to instill hope in you so that you'll keep going, okay? But you know, you're know, you not going to wind up drowning. God's not going to stick you back in the water to drown. God's going to bring you to success. I believe that. So let's jump into these five reasons there's hope, five reasons that your marriage can be better. First is God wants your marriage to work. Okay, some people think God is off there, distant somewhere, and really not interested in our, in our lives. But that's not true. You know, he takes note if a sparrow falls to the ground. He numbers the hairs, the number of hairs on your head, okay? So he is interested in the details of our life, and he wants your marriage to work. Think about it. He's a God of restoration. That's why Jesus came, to restore and reconcile people back to him. He's a God of success. And specifically, in Matthew chapter 19, verses 5 and 6, Jesus said this, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let man not separate. Okay, that's that's what Jesus said. So you see there, when we marry, God views us as becoming one. Okay, I'm one with Rebecca. You're one with your spouse in the eyes of God. He doesn't want that union separated. It'd be like cutting off your arm or something in God's eyes. He doesn't want that for you. He wants your marriage to work. And he doesn't want us to just stay in a bad relationship. He wants it to be happy. He wants it to be good. And we'll talk more about these things in future podcasts. But Jesus said in John chapter 10 that he came so that we could have abundant life, you know, not misery. That's not his desire for you. And he wants you to have abundant life. And that includes in your marriage. Okay. So the first reason there is God wants your marriage to work. The second reason that your marriage can be better than it is now that you can have hope is that you want it. Okay. You didn't marry for your marriage to fail. 
Rebecca didn't marry me to see our marriage fail. I didn't marry her with the idea it was going to fail. You know, you want your marriage to work. And I'm willing to bet your spouse does too. Even when things were really bad for Rebecca and I, she wanted the relationship to work. And secretly, I did too. And again, you'll hear more about this in future episodes, but I just thought it couldn't. I was like the, the rat that hadn't been taken out of the water. I thought there was no hope that it just, it was not going to work and there's no point in trying. Um, and that's why we decided to divorce. Okay. The Bible, though, has the answers for, for the success of your marriage. And again, we'll cover more of this in future podcasts. And there's more information on our website, which is marriagebythebook.org. But, um, you know, Rebecca and I were in a situation where it didn't seem to be any hope. And we began to see those answers in the Bible, how to be committed to each other, how to forgive, how to walk in forgiveness, how to just how to reconcile that relationship and remove these walls, how to deal with conflict in ways that weren't destructive, things like that. So all that's in the Bible. Those things are there. So the first reason was you know, God wants your marriage to work. The second is you want it. And that's a big step in the right direction when you want it to work. Here's the third reason. What God did for us, he'll do for you, okay? You know, Romans 2.11, this is from the God's Word translation of the Bible, says that God does not play favorites. It's not like, you know, we were God's favorites, Rebecca and I. We were his favorites, and he just saved our marriage, and he's not going to save yours. And the Scripture just is completely contrary to that it says right there for you know, god does not play favorites so it's again he's not favoring us over you what he did for us he'll do for you if he's what that would mean think of this god doesn't play favorites if he's ever saved one marriage in history then he's willing to save yours as well if, if it's his will to save one it's his will to save all marriages if it's his will to help one married couple it's his will to help them all so that's another reason to have hope. Another reason your marriage can be better because what he did for us, he'll do for you. I told you a little bit of our testimony. It was really bad. God helped us. He wants to help you too. Whether your marriage is really bad or not, he wants to help it be better. Here's another scripture, 1 Corinthians 1, uh, verse 20. It says, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. Okay, that's, that's how it reads. The first part of that scripture reads, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. So every promise God has made, every, you know, if he's ever promised anyone a, a happy marriage, then that promise is for you too. You know, God's promises and his word will work for every everyone. It'll work for you, not just Rebecca and I, it'll work for you too. So that's the third reason that uh, your marriage can be better. Here's number four. His word has a plan. You know, I've talked to people in the past. I remember years ago, I, I worked in an office and uh, there was this one lady there and you know, I had talked about how God had helped us in our marriage and things like this. And she was having some problems in her relationship. And she was talking to me one day and she says, so you're telling me the Bible tells me how to have a better marriage. And I said, yeah. And it was just hard for her to wrap her head around that the Bible had that kind of information in it. But it does. The, the Bible is a reliable guide for life. The answers are there. And we're going to, over the weeks ahead, we're going to begin to pull those out of the Bible and, and present them to you. It's very practical stuff. It's th things that you can do. Okay. So, God's word, the Bible has a plan. Okay. Jeremiah 29, 11. I want to read that to you from the message Bible. Now I want you to listen to this as if, as if this is God talking specifically to you because it is. This is God 
talking specifically to you. Now listen to what he says. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. So you see there, he does have a plan, a a plan for you to have the future you hope for. Now, here's something that that maybe you are aware of or maybe not. But Jeremiah 29, 11, Jeremiah is in the Old Covenant, the Old Testament. Okay, in the book of Hebrews, in the New Testament, the New Covenant, it says we have a new and better covenant. So if this Old Covenant scripture says that God has plans to give you the future you hope for, and now we have a a, a new and better covenant based on better promises, it says in Hebrews, then that would, that means to me that God has a plan to give you a better future than you're hoping for. Not just the future you hope for, but one that's even better than that because we have a, a new and better covenant based on better promises, as it says in the book of Hebrews. So again, that's another reason you can have hope that your marriage can be better than it is now, that no matter where you are in your relationship, it can, it can be better whether it's good, it can be better whether it's bad, it can be better, it can be really good even if it's bad. So you can have hope for that. There's a plan in God's word for that. Okay, now here's the, the fifth reason I wanted to cover today for um, uh, why you can uh, you have hope that your marriage can be better is this. You can do it. You can do his plan. You can do what the word says. And when you do it his way, things work. When you do it his way, things work. That's what Rebecca and I found out in our relationship. You know, when we were doing things our way, it was just a disaster. It didn't work at all. We were, like I said, doing things our way got us you know, to where we were going to get a divorce. We were just a mess. And uh, But when we began finding out that the, what the Bible said, about relationships and started applying those things to our relationship, that's when things began to work. And I really like what Jimmy Evans says. If you ever listen to Jimmy Evans very much, you've heard him probably say this. He says that every marriage has a 100% chance of success if we'll just do things God's way. That is absolutely true. Okay, God's plan is not too hard. It's, It's not beyond you. Now, I will say if both of you do it, it works best. But even if it's just you and your spouse isn't interested right now, you alone can still make a huge difference in your relationship. Okay. Actually, that's how it was in mine and Rebecca's relationship. In our, in our relationship, it was Rebecca who stepped out and uh, I got on board later. She stepped out initially alone to try to make a difference, okay? And then uh, it took a little while. I got on board later and began working with her to make our marriage better. You know, the fact is that most marriages are saved when one person decides they're going to make a difference and they step out alone to save it, okay? And again, man, if you get that kind of attitude and you decide to do that and you begin looking into what God's plan is for that, It'll work for you. you know, and so many scriptures in the Bible tell us to do things God's way. And you can spend hours talking about this stuff. But, you know, one scripture says um, to imitate God as dear children. That's in Ephesians chapter 5. Why does he tell you to imitate God? Because God doesn't fail. He, he never fails, you know. Um, Romans 13 says to put on Christ. Um First John chapter two says to walk as he walked. Colossians 30 says to put on love. Ephesians four says to put on the new man. So all that's talking about doing things God's way. And 
we're changed by doing. If we will do things God's way, it'll change our life. It'll change our circumstances. It'll just make a difference. So those are the five reasons that there's hope for your marriage to be better. Okay. And again, just to recap, number one is God wants it to work. Number two is you want it to work. Number three is what he did for us, for Rebecca and I, he'll do for you. He doesn't play favorites. Number four is his word. The Bible has a plan for the success of your relationship. And number five is you can do it. God doesn't lay out a plan and tell you to do something that you can't do. He tells you, he gives you a plan and tells you to do things that you can do. And like I said earlier, if we'll do things his way, every marriage has a 100% chance of success, okay? Now, those are the five reasons, but I want to do one other thing before we close out this initial podcast. You know, one of the things we like to do is answer questions. And we receive a lot of questions when Rebecca and I do conferences and different things. A lot of times we'll put out a question and answer box and people can put questions in there initially. And we'll take some time at the end of the conference and we'll answer those questions. So we do get a lot of questions. People email us questions. They'll put them in those boxes and things. So, I just want to encourage you. I'd like to on each podcast to answer a question from a, you know, an actual couple out there that's got something or a question or an issue in their marriage or whatever. So email your questions to info at marriagebythebook.org. Okay. Now today I have a question that I'm going to answer. That's really in line with the subject of this podcast. So, um, and again, this is an actual question. Someone emailed to us and we emailed them a response. I'm going to read the question and then read the response we sent to them. Okay. So here's the question. Someone told me if your spouse tells you it's over and that they don't love you anymore, that it's too late and your marriage can never be good again. Is all hope gone? Okay. And again, that's the question we wrote back to this person and here's the response we gave them. This is completely wrong. Hope is not gone. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 in the New Living Translation says that hope lasts forever. In 1991, I told my wife, Rebecca, that our marriage was over and that I wanted a divorce. She didn't accept that. She turned to God, started praying for our marriage, and God turned things around for us. In a, nut- in a nutshell, excuse me, what she did, in addition to praying, was keep the focus on herself and walk in love toward me. By keeping the focus on herself, I mean that she focused on doing the right thing no matter what I did or said to her. If I said something ugly, she didn't respond with something ugly. She acted right no matter how I acted. By walking in love, I mean that she put 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, which is often called the love chapter, to work in her life. I particularly like how this scripture reads in the message. It says, Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut, doesn't have a swelled head, doesn't force itself on others, isn't always me first, doesn't fly off the handle, doesn't keep score of the sins of others, doesn't revel when others grovel, takes pleasure in the flowering of truth, Puts up with anything, trusts God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end. Love, God's love, never dies. God turned it around for us, and he wants to do the same for you. God created marriage. He is on your side. He wants your marriage to work. 
We actually have a three-part teaching available as an MP3 download called How to Save Your Marriage Alone. It provides more information on how to deal with the situation. Folks, that's the answer to that question. And you know, another th- I just want to kind of hit another point again. One of the questions this person happens that you know, if they tell you they don't love you anymore, and we hear this a lot from people that Rebecca and I have counseled and, and uh, helped over the years, is they'll say, well, you know, I just don't love them anymore. I don't despise them. I don't, I don't, you know, want something bad for them, but just that, that love is gone. And uh, so they think because the love is gone that it's over. But the truth is, and again, can't cover it. You can't cover everything in one podcast, but that love can be restored better than it ever was. That's possible. And we've seen this happen over and over again in people's relationships. So again, if you have questions, please send those to info at marriagebythebook.org, not info at the marriage. I'm sorry, not info at marriagebythebook.com. Send them to info at marriagebythebook.org. Okay. So I hope you've received hope today. So, and hang in there, okay? God's for you. He's not against you. And my prayer for you is that everything will work out for your good and his glory in Jesus' name. Thanks again. We hope you enjoyed today's Marriage by the Book podcast. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and hit the subscribe button. For additional resources or to go deeper, visit marriagebythebook.org. See you next time.